1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Without further ado, let's bring in uh, Mary Kay Cabot on the North Olsen Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, She's the beat reporter for cleveland.com. Mary Kay, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. How you
1: doing? I'm doing great. You know, I just got my crystal ball out. I'm just over here prognosticating. uh, I could be crazy, I could be genius, or I could be somewhere in the middle You probably will tell me either way. Um, When they looked at this team, and and Deshaun Watson was out for 11 games, obviously they can't say, hey, look, we're punting on the season, man. We're not going (laughs) to upgrade this position. We're not upgrading that position. You know, we believe in the talent that we have. But do you really believe they – do do you think that they believe that they would struggle um, some and that was okay? Okay.
0: You know what? I think that they thought that the defense and the special teams were going to be much, much better than they are. I really don't think that they anticipated that they wouldn't be able to stop the run and that they would have two special teams gaps every single week. So, no, I don't think that they uh, really thought, oh, this is just, you know, this year is just a wash and we have no chance. I think they felt like they did have a chance if those things went the way everyone thought they were going to go. Jacoby Brissett, I wrote this this week, he did more than his share uh, to keep this team in the playoff hunt. If the defense and special teams had only just done their part, if you had eliminated about four of those really bad game-changing special teams plays uh, or cut those mistakes down in half, the Browns would have two more victories right now. They would potentially be handing over five or six to Deshaun Watson and if they could have done that, then anything could happen once, once he gets back. So I don't think that they viewed this as just, you know, let's throw the season away once it became 11.
1: All right, let me um, let me hit you with your, my follow-up question. Now, maybe they didn't think they were going to be that bad. Let me ask you this. Do you believe, um, and when they brought in Deshaun Watson, all of them were on board with it, um, do you believe that Jimmy Haslam – reached out to Kevin Stefanski and said, hey, I know this is going to be a a rough one. I know that uh, we we respected and have him this year. I know it's going to be a bit of a circus. I know it's going to be a bit of, of something hard to handle to get the guys to focus. I'm going to give you a guarantee that no matter what happens this year, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be able to coach him in 2023.
0: I think it was sort of an an unspoken thing and maybe spoken to a degree that, you know, this year, you know, everyone knew that this year was going to be challenging. But I don't think anybody necessarily gave uh, or provided uh, a hard ironclad guarantee like that. I think that, you know, basically the bottom line was, yeah, it's going to be really difficult to make the playoffs with, with Deshaun being out for 11 games but we still have enough to have a chance and everyone just needs to go out there and, and do their part. And that just, that just did not happen.
1: Man, okay, I've been under, I've been under the belief system um, that uh, Joe Woods, you know, I think he's the, the, uh, he was, he trends every week <laughs> on either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, he trends a lot. Um, and and it's because of the Browns defense and, and, and how poorly they played but me looking at the way Stefanski has handled it, I just don't believe Kevin Stefanski is a guy who uh, is a guy that moves on from guys in the middle of the season. I think he feels like um, as a coach, uh, doing the, you know working with other coaches, he feels like every coach should have an opportunity to finish what they started and the evaluation process should be happening in the offseason. Therefore, that's a long-winded uh, answer question to saying, uh do you believe he'll be uh back uh do you believe he'll be fired during the season or will they make that evaluation in the off season?
0: Well, you know, I I think that it would probably be more of an off season thing. I I really think that it would be I think that if they were going to do something in season, they would have, you know, done it be, by now. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess that can change if they lose a couple more games and they feel like Uh, some changes might be inevitable. Maybe they might do something. But um, right now, as we speak, I would say it would be more of an off-season thing.
1: Well, I will tell you what. um, I do, too. Uh, I think they would have done something by now. I I just don't think that's his philosophy. Um, And I think, you know, he'll evaluate it at the end of the season. And he always says, you know, in the NFL, everyone knows it. You know, it's hard to make such big decisions when you're putting all that you have into the very next week. And that's been his mantra since he's been here. So I don't expect him uh, to deviate from that too much. Um, now, on the positive note, I'm going to tell you what. I actually feel kind of um, optimistic about this week. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I-, I just think there's always some things that happen in your schedule where. You know, you watch a game and you look up and you're like, man, there's no way this team should be able to beat this other team. But it's the NFL and it happens a lot. I actually believe there's a couple of things that are at play here. I think I think the team will be energized that it is Jacoby Brissett's last game. I actually think Jacoby will play his best game in a sort of crescendo moving forward. And I also think that there is a level of excitement in, uh, in what if could happen and what would happen because I saw the way that uh, David Njoku answered one of your questions. He said, we ain't doing that. We, we looking. For, we got seven games left, and I'll be damned if we talk about how this, this season don't mean nothing. And I took some from that and said, maybe they maybe they got a little something tucked away for the Buccaneers. What are your thoughts on the, the, the optimism that, that certain players like Njoku have moving forward?
0: Well, they definitely have the mindset that miracles can still happen and anything can still happen if they just do what they're supposed to do. They still believe that they're a really good football team. I was glad that David Njoku showed a little bit of fire uh, on that question and basically was like, wait a minute, pump the brakes on the fact that we don't have a chance. Even though the chance is 2% right now, uh, You know, those chances can increase with every passing victory mm-hmm. so and, and a lot. So, um, so I thought that was good. I thought that was good that, that he wasn't willing to concede that it's over yet. And every single player that I've talked to feels the same way. And it's not just lip service. They're not giving lip service to it. It's not like this is a bad football team that is acting like it can win the next seven games. It's a really good football team uh, that has underachieved this season and has made a ton of mistakes and hasn't lived up to expectations that thinks it can turn it around. They have the talent to turn around. That's the difference between the Cleveland Browns and a team that is going nowhere, like the Texans or something. Uh, The Browns know that they were built to win big this year, and, and that's why they, you know, they see themselves every day in practice. They know what they're capable of, and that's why they have that belief and hope.
1: We're talking to Mary Kay Cabot of cleveland.com, on the North Ormset Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. She's a beat reporter uh, for the Browns. Um, you know, Mary Kay, I look at this, this, this game plan, and I look at what needs to happen in order for the Browns to win. I, I'll say this, um, and, you know, this is just me as I look at it. Um, the Browns have been a lot better passing the football than I think a lot of people give them credit for. I think one of the bright spots is Donovan Peoples-Jones has played very well um, over the last, I would say, seven, eight weeks. Amari Cooper has shown why he's a number one receiver. And at, at first, I was sitting there thinking that it was going to be a tough job to transition from a, a run severe run team uh, with a bunch of tight ends and fullbacks in the lineup uh, to trying to be a passing team with Deshaun Watson. But what have I, I've seen lately is that, no, nah, like the, the Browns have been more of a 50-50 offense. They they throw the ball um, when they need to throw the ball. And it's not going to be that much of an adjustment when you go to Deshaun Watson in the type of offense that you might be running.
0: No, it really won't be. I mean, it just really won't be. And that's, as you mentioned, in part because Jacoby Brissett uh, has passed the ball more effectively than people thought. He has gone downfield. He's taken shots to Amari Cooper. So I don't think it will be that much different. You will see different things, just like, you know, more designed runs, more RPOs, maybe more shots downfield, uh, maybe some other things that uh, Deshaun calls for himself because he will have a say in the matter. But I don't think it's going to be some drastic overhaul from some heavy lumbering three tight end offense over to, you know, a spread. I mean, it's just it's not going to be that drastic. Um uh, so yeah, I think that uh, I think Jacoby did a, a really nice job of, of getting this offense where it needs to be. Getting, like you said, Donovan Peoples Jones, he's really exceeded expectations. David hasn't even really had a chance to show what he can do because uh, he suffered the high ankle sprain. And I think there's a lot more to David than you know than anybody has seen yet this season. So uh, so I think Deshaun has some really good things to come back to.
1: Um, do you, do you think, uh, as the season will wear on, um, there's a guy I've been interested in in looking at and the the Browns running back position has been fascinating all year. Um, it looks like as if they, you know, they've been conscious of, um, Kareem, not Kareem Hunt, but Nick Chubb's carries. They've been conscious of that. Um, you know, I've tried to get people on record to say it's a pitch count. Most people say, well, the, the game dictates it and there's other things that go into it. So, okay, fair enough. Um, however, um, we have not seen Dearness Johnson. We have not seen Jerome Ford. Uh, barring injury, do you think that they'll get an opportunity to see one of those individuals, um, so especially since Kareem Hunt seems to be not a, not not as big of a part of the offense as that most people thought he would be this year?
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, Jerome Jerome was injured, so that didn't help him at all. I mean, he went on injured reserve. And he's just now getting back into the flow of things. So uh, I think there are more reps for him to come in the last four or five games of the season. And if it becomes apparent that they pretty much are out of it, then I think you'll see some of those younger guys get more chances. Uh, But as far as as Kareem is concerned, I think the writing's been on the wall that he will be gone after this year, uh, unless something happens financially where he takes a very – modest contract, incentive-laden. And and maybe even same thing with with Dearness Johnson. That's why they've planned for the future with the young guys uh, like Jerome Ford. So I think some of those younger guys will get more opportunities down the stretch here.
1: Uh, A couple more questions before we uh, let you go. Thank you for taking time to jump on with me today. Um, Defensively, um, and I know this is kind of hard to forecast, but looking at what was supposed to be a strength, um, obviously turning into a problem or, or majority of the reason why the Browns are three and seven. Um, you look at the interior of this defensive line. You look at, uh, you know, um, and Clowney. You actually start to look at some of the other guys back there. Um, Deion Jones uh, has not performed that well as, as a guy. He came in the middle season from uh, Atlanta. Um, you look you start to look around at this, this roster on defense. Uh, do you think that it might be an overhaul? Because if I look at it, I don't think Clowney's coming back. I I don't know. Taki Taki is a guy who is going to be a free agent. He's been solid. Um, Jacob Phillips was not playing well before they he, he was injured. Um, and then you, you get guys that were on one-year deals like uh, uh, Anthony Walker. Uh, and then you also have to take a look at the situation with John Johnson. He makes a lot of money. That would be a huge cap hit. But – do you, the Browns are in the offseason. Would you look for them to rehaul a major uh, number of different positions on that unit?
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I would call it um, you know, a, a pretty significant uh, change on defense in terms of they need five guys. They need about five really good quality players to add to this defense. Uh, they need a couple of uh, defensive linemen. Uh, they will need a linebacker or two, and they need to keep adding to the pile on the back end. So, yeah, five major contributors on defense is, is what I see, and they're going to have to be very creative and very resourceful in how they go about that because, you know, they don't have uh, the high pick. So they've got to really uh, acquire guys through trades and free agency and, and other things and uh, and absolutely do the best they can to upgrade that defense.
1: Uh, Mary Kay, a quick uh, prediction for the game against the Buccaneers. Do you? I'm not going to ask you to give me a score, but do you think the Browns could win that game?
0: Well, I definitely think they can win the game. I for sure think they can win the game because uh, I, I think they will match up pretty well with you know with what the uh, the Bucks are doing offensively, unless they really, really uh, get ahead of steam and get running that ball, which which they did against the Seahawks in their victory. Uh, in Germany. So if they can get running, then I think the Browns can be in a little bit of trouble, but their passing game isn't what it used to be. And I think they probably can do okay against that. Um, but yeah, they definitely have a chance to win the game. I did pick the Bucks to win this one uh, just because I don't know, it's Tom Brady. And even though he's not the Tom Brady of old, I still feel like he's heating up a little bit. So I went with the Bucks, but the Browns can certainly win this game.
1: Mary Kay, thank you so much. You have a good rest of your uh, weekend. We'll talk to you, I believe, tomorrow uh, on the pregame show. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Mary Kay. Uh, That's Mary Kay Cabot of cleveland.com on the North Omsley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention
0: spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,
1: they're listening to audio.
0: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.